Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own trades-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitchell. David. 40 minutes late. My bad, dude. <laughs> I wasn't 40 minutes late. You were 30 minutes late. We were we started 40 minutes late, but I was 30 minutes late. <laughs> yes. It's um, dude, I'm down in the office, right? And I'm like writing checks and I'm doing bookkeeping and I look up and it's like 5:15. I'm like, "Oh shit. Oh, shit. I was supposed to be at Mitch's 15 minutes ago." Fifth, that, yeah. Then I get the text. Hey, you just going to be a few minutes late or yeah. what? You texted, yeah, I'm nah. going to be a few minutes late. Yeah. Then 20 minutes later, I'm like, a yeah, few? my bad. I just, <laughs> I don't know. And I just lose, I lose track of time. Lately, it's, what, it's been bad for me. It's what we get for taking a week off. Yeah. Well-deserved week off last week. In a year and a half, we took one week. We've taken yeah. one week off in a year and a half. We flew to episode 101, and then it's like, I think we've, <laughs> we've earned a break. We flew to 101. So. Ah, no, I needed a break. Yeah. I thought I was losing my mind. We had a lot going on. I couldn't even think straight. Got I was so fucking wore out. Trade winds is rolling. Got our first event coming up August 12th in Kansas City. This is not a shameless plug. We own the damn show. We can plug our event if we want to. <laughs> I mean, technically it is, but yes. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It is, guys, but it's not. You guys want to be a part of a serious, badass one-day event. August 12th in Kansas City. Go to tradewindsconsulting.com forward slash events. You know what I'm surprised by is all the VIP tickets were gone first. Yeah. Yep, yep. Like, do people like well, us? We'll do have they, a link in do, the in the description of the show. I'm pointing at Austin to make sure he yeah. does this. Yeah, we'll see if we'll, he does it. He's busy stuffing his face. We'll with have a link in the man. description of the show for the event. He's if such you guys a healthy it. individual. So, it's super cheap. 150 bucks a ticket. And we've got some banger speakers, so yeah, we do. It's it's going to be pretty awesome. It's so. going to be, it's going to be pretty great. Yep, I think so. I hope so. So I've been working so hard on it. If it's not, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, like I'm going to lose my mind if yeah. it's if it's not. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Like the main goal for the event is to give the guys in Tradewinds some significant value. But we open the event up to the public so everybody else can kind of see what Tradewinds is about. And also get some significant value from the event as well. So yeah, let's let's be honest. Like, it's hard for me to like think of it in a like business circumstance because I know we're gonna lose money, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's part of the value of trade wins. Right. So even though the and this was just us being upfront all the time, you know, with everything, like the event won't make any money. No. We may no. get some more members. At $150 a ticket, it ain't going to make no, any money. we're not making any money. The, the event's really to give back to the members of Tradewinds. So, However, yeah, for me personally, like, I'm working, and I'm like, I'm not seeing any money, and I'm like, man, yeah. this is like the exact opposite of what I've been telling every member. Right. Like, look, don't work for free. Work hard and get paid. And I'm working hard. I'm like, man, I'm not making dick. Right. <laughs> but. But. Tradewind sees the value. Tradewind sees the value. And it's yeah, going to yeah. be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to meet the guys. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Like, so check-in is 
at the hotel on Friday, our hotel is like four, and then there is like the meet and greets at six. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about going up there early, like and just like helping, them, making sure the guys get checked in, and then hey, when you get checked in, meet me at the bar. And we'll get drunk before we go to the, like, I'll get an Uber van and we'll go to the tee shots and it'll be, you know. I bet you can commandeer the hotel shuttle to take you to tee shots. You know what? That's a great idea. I bet I could. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet if I, if I take a few Benjamins, it's I could probably going to be more than a Hamilton. Yeah. I could, it's probably going to take you more than a hammy, but take a you, couple of Benjamins. You take a Benny and you're probably good. I could probably get them to take us all there. Yep. Like nothing like a, Man, have you ever been on those like, um, like at HVAC companies like Goodman and Train? They all have these like where they fly you in, and you see the the compound oh, yeah. and you see the deal. But it's all it is is a schmooze fest. Yep. Like, yeah, it, dude, the amount of alcohol and fun uh, contractors can have when their wives aren't around or there's no one watching them. Like they are allowed to cut loose for one day every three years is amazing. Yeah. Like they're losing their shit and you're like, dude, guys, seriously, we gotta like (laughs) take it back. It's a good thing you didn't hold this event in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta, you gotta take it back a notch. Like come home with a face tat and a lion in the (laughs) backseat. Yeah. Like (laughs) I'm pretty sure like the word, my greatest fear is that, so I'm, I'm going to speak just like, at the end of breakfast before the event starts, you know, and just my, my greatest fear is that me and about 10 of those guys are so hungover. None of us can walk. Like we're just like, that's my greatest fear. Yeah. I'm going to refrain from, <laughs> I'm going to try to do like one or two drinks max. So yeah, that's my goal too. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's in all seriousness, that's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fucking awesome. What do you want to talk about today, man? We got three topics. Uh, topic one is going from good to great. Topic two is stop playing small. Topic three is lead by example. So I didn't write any of that down. Yeah. Well, the things I have written down are not that your, your notes for how to do it. Right. They're my notes. So going from good to great, there are a lot of people out there. So like when you're a new guy in any industry, Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. You are relying a lot on your mentors. You're relying a lot on people teaching you and everything else, right? However, once you get fairly established in any industry out there, the results are all on you. Right. Yeah, you're it's, learning in the beginning. Yeah. Right. That's what you mean. You're learning. You're sucking stuff up. You're trying to get your feet wet. You're trying to, yep. you know, figure out the direction you want to go. Yeah. Go like uh, a good parallel that everyone can easily understand is like athletics. Right. You go to the NFL. Yeah. You, you the difference between the players in the NFL and the amazing players in the NFL. It's not God given talent. It's not somebody got lucky. It's not somebody got a good contract or got on a good team. Right. Because there's guys putting up badass stats on every team out there, even if the team overall sucks, right? Yeah. The difference is the one guy. It's not the team. Yeah, and it's usually, it's usually effort. Right, right. right. Studying so, effort. Like we like to give. We like you know we're in Kansas City, so like when uh, Tyreek Hill went to Miami, we like to give him a little bit of shit, right? Because Tua was probably 
not going to be able to throw to him very well like Mahomes was, and his numbers were going to go down. Tyreek still put up a badass season. Yeah, because right? he, he's the fastest motherfucker on the planet. Exactly. He is a bad dude. Exactly. He is a bad man. So Patrick Mahomes used to say, like, at practice, he's like, dude, we'd come in from training camp, and he'd be eating Skittles, and then we'd go back out, and he'd run, like, yeah. what's the matter with you? He's like, dude, he's just a different beast. Yeah. Like, he is just the man. And everyone liked to associate Tyreek <laughs> Hill's success to Mahomes, right? Oh, he, he's only good because Mahomes has got the arm. And whenever he goes no. to Miami, yeah. he's going to suck, right? Yeah, no, no. He's, a, he's just a bad motherfucker. He's badass because of yeah. who he is, right? Yeah. And I, mean, I can remember on this show, we were kind of joking around about it because it was kind of funny. But at the same token, no, Tyreek Hill's badass in his own right. It doesn't matter what team he's on. He's going to be badass in his own right. Yeah. Same with Mahomes. Same with Kelsey. Same with, like, any high-level well, player. Well, just like Travis Kelsey. He had Alex Smith thrown to him. Right. Like, the most mediocre... Regular average dude, and he was he was getting a thousand yards a season for yeah. like three years when he was here. Like, dude, yeah, yeah, you know why? Because he was fucking open all the time. Yeah, because he's a badass. He's a badass, yeah. right? Yeah, Travis Kelsey didn't become awesome when Patrick Mahomes came on the team. No. He just continued his awesomeness. Yeah, right? it was, it's probably easier for him. Like, hey, you know what? I don't have to get off the line as hard as right. I, you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he's he's a little bit more creative and stays scrambling a little longer so maybe it, it opens so up some more opportunities but still like going from good to great is all on the individual going from zero to good re- re- relies on the organization that you align yourself with right it can, so yeah. you take you take the job economy here in kansas city or a- really anywhere um to get your first four or five years of experience it's going to matter a little bit on who you got that experience with, what company you align yourself, what company is going to train you the best in the four or five years. Yeah. Now, when I say it's going to matter a little bit, what I mean is it's still on you to receive the training, right? You, you still have to be willing to learn. You still have to be on the quest for knowledge. And so one of the hardest parts about managing a team of people is when guys refuse to learn new things. When when yeah. when you've got guys that in one conversation, and I'm not saying my guys do this, I'm just saying in general in, in trades industries. Just an example. This runs rampant in trades industries. You've got guys in one conversation commanding a super high wage because I've got 20 years of experience. But in a very another a very different conversation, they're like, oh, I'm too old in the industry to do that. I'm not. I don't waste my time doing that anymore. Like well, you're not getting paid for it. Bro. They're refusing to learn, right? Yeah. And so uh, there's nothing worse than a guy with four or five years of experience that's carried that on for another 15 years that tries to act like he has 20 years of experience when really he's got four or five yeah. that he's just been milking for another 15. Oh, we've talked about that a lot on the show. Yeah. Like that is, you're right, it is rampant yeah. in the industry. And not just plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, all construction industries. Yeah. Guys that are, you know, throwing up forms for foundations, guys that are doing flat work. Well, yep. uh... I, I they, know everything. And then they're they're standing over there leaning on a stick like while everyone else is working and they're like, man, I just can't figure out why I can't get ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah. no shit, because you're the one guy standing over there not fucking working, dude. What? Right. Like you've had the opportunities. You know what's crazy to me too is um, that that still happens today with the amount of non-workers we have in our industry right now. Like yeah. there are literally, people can't find managers. People can't find... Um, good employees, and there are still guys standing on the sidelines like, well, I've had 20 years in. 
Right. Like, dude, do you realize if you would apply yourself for like two years here and, and prove that you are great, how much money you could be making? Right. Or what you could learn and then be out on your own? Right. And like we've t- we're talking about in this topic, it's on them. Right. Right? That is the problem. The problem is they are not taking initiative and trying to become great. They are just settling with being good. Right. They're happy where they're at. But they, what the craziest part is, and then they, they bitch about where they're at. Yes. You know, even though subconsciously they're accepting, I'm here and this is my role. Right. Well, we're going we're to talk about this in the, in the later topic about exactly that, about when, yeah, when, we are. when shit starts going south and how leading by example can destroy your company if you don't do it right. Uh, if you lead by example, your company will thrive through anything. But if you fail to leave, lead by example, your company will like disappear. Yeah, people will fold on you. Yeah. They'll fold on you easy. The, but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Ultimately, once you get to a good established level in any career, this, I mean, this could be professional, this could be blue collar, this could literally be any career out there. The difference from you going from good to great is all on you, nobody else. It's 100% effort. It's, it has nothing to do with your employer. It has nothing to do with your opportunities. It has it, it, like nothing to do with what's being handed to you. It has everything to do with your ability to recognize the opportunities and capitalize on them. And it has everything to do with you remaining willing to learn and remaining willing to every freaking day admit to yourself, I have room for growth, right? The most dangerous person out there is the person who thinks they're at the top of their game because they're going to stop trying to grow, right? In other words, there is no top. Keep going. Yeah, and there's no, there's no, um, like, there is no top, right? Like, there, you can never get there. Right. Like, there's always room for you to grow. Yeah. You cannot, no one is perfect. No one is the man. You can always be better. Right. But like you were saying, those that settle and say, well, you know. Yeah. You, you, you've stymied yourself. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to get to that next level and the whole reason is you. Yeah. It's 100% on you that you have given up. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, um, like even I deal with this. It's like, how do I continue to push myself all the time? You know what I mean? It, and, and it, it creates constant doubt, and you just have to find other ways to you know, push yourself to get you to the next level, what's driving me to get to the next level. But those people that are like, no, I'm just, I can't get there, you know, this you know, everyone's lucky, blah, blah, blah. No, that's on them. Right. I mean, you know, we talk about it on the show all the time about, like, we aren't talking about the outliers. Like, there are 10% of people that just get lucky. And they're, yeah, you, you but, never talk about, like... But, but we shave those off because yeah. the rest of us, guess what, guys? The, gotta work the for other it. 90% of us, we've got to work for it. Right. Like, we're not, we're not going to get lucky. I'm not just waiting around hoping to get lucky. Right. That's not how it works. Right. Because the chances of that happening are like, like almost zero. Right. So right. you have to put in the effort to get there. It's, yeah. Uh, it's up to you. And, and ultimately, yeah, it's 100% up to you. When, you. when you get up to a certain level, the, the results that you're looking for are hiding behind the work you're not doing. They're not hiding behind the work somebody else isn't doing for you. Right. So if you want better leads, Go find better leads. Don't demand that your employer give you better leads if you're in a sales role, right? Yeah. 
If you want yeah. better training, don't demand your employer give you better training. Go find it on your own. Yeah, go right? to a sales conference. Right. Like, you know, pay the 150 bucks to go to a sales conference and then learn. <laughs> it. We're not having a sales conference. <laughs> but that's what those are. You know, right. You, right. You know, for $300, they have those kinds of conferences all the time. Right. And, and you know, half of what's crazy about it is half of the people say, well, I didn't get anything out of it. And the other half are like, man, it propelled me. Right. Because... The half that it propelled, they wanted to learn and wanted to suck that knowledge up, right. right? And so it was up to them at that point, even though they had already made the decision that it's up to me, I'm going to go to the conference. Right. But they had to keep working, and that's what it takes. It, it takes constant effort. Zach and I, um, we had our one-on-one when you were gone, right? Yep. And you know, we were just talking and you know, feeling each other out and stuff, and he, was, he, he just asked me, he was like, how do you guys like, do this? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, how do you like work all day and you guys do the podcast and then you do the trade wins and you do all that? I said, dude, we aren't, we aren't full of shit. Like we literally are we fucking work. We are working as hard as we can Yeah. because one, we want to be successful and one, we want to help you guys and we're all going to get there together. Yep. And he was like, man, you guys just, you know, you guys are hustling all the time. I said, yeah, yep. we are hustling. We're working hard all the time. I said, dude, uh, and I was honest with him. I said, you know, to be honest, if I didn't like doing the trade wins, one, like it would be different. Like yeah, if I oh, thought yeah, of that yeah. as super work, but I don't, you know, because I love doing it and I love talking to the guys. But yeah, he was like, man, I just, I don't see how you put that much time in. And I said, dude, because that's what it takes. Yeah. Like in this country right now, with as shitty as everything is, if you want to be great, it is 100% up to you. But it takes effort and it takes time. Yeah. No one's telling you you got to work three jobs. No one's telling you you got to work two. But the one you got, you got to work it hard. Right. And you got to keep going and you got to keep pushing. And if you don't, you're not going to be successful at it. Yeah. And, and, and he gets that yep. and he knows it. He's pushing hard as shit. Yeah. You know, like I say all the time, I'm rooting for those guys so fucking hard. It's like, it's almost like being a parent. It just, but that's what it takes, right? That's yeah. what it takes to get the neck to the, to the great level like we're talking about here. It takes that kind of effort. Yeah, work work life balance is a myth. You, you hear all these all these well, posts on a, Instagram about work life balance and you got to stay balanced and everything else. It's a fucking myth. It's not a myth, but the way people perceive it is completely one hundred percent wrong. It's out of balance. Yeah, they is what it is. They, they think there is a, a balance. They think they think of it when they look at it as a scale. Yeah, like a scale that's 50, 50, 50. Right. No. Sometimes no. one of them's 70 and one of them's 30. Yeah. Sometimes the other one's 80 and the other one's 20. That's what real work-life balance is. It's, it's trying to teeter-totter back and forth between those two things yep. to, make it, to make yourself happy with your work and your home life. Right. Like it's, the, not, it's not eight on, eight off. It's not 12 on, 12 off. That's, that's not what it is. Yeah. When, when the work is there... You owe it to yourself and your family and all those relying on you to do the fucking work, right? Yeah. And not be bitching about work-life balance, right? But when the work isn't there or when you set aside time for yourself, that's where you balance it out. In yeah. other words, like, so, so, you know, you hear the terms like work hard, play hard. I look at it like work hard, play harder, right? I work, 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 work. But when I check out, like my wife and I are going to New York this weekend, kind of on a whim. Uh, it's our 16th wedding anniversary this weekend. It's supposed to be the wax anniversary. So I'm taking her to a wax museum in New York. You're not right? making me do any extra work this weekend, nope. are you? Nope. Okay. We'll be back by Sunday night. Okay. Flying out Friday night, back uh, by Sunday night. Just checking. Yeah. 
I carve, um, carve it around my schedule, um, right? See, that's right. You have to carve it carve around, it your, around schedule. your schedule, right? That's right. So we're flying out Friday night, just a quick, you know, two nights in New York and then back home Sunday night. Um, we wanted to maximize our time, so I'm not getting home in, until like 12:30 a.m. Monday, and that's if the flight lands on time. Okay, it won't. It, it probably <laughs> won't, especially coming out of New York. Yeah, but yeah, my like when I check out on Friday, it's over. I mean, it is play harder, right? Like we're gonna do all the things. I've already got the days booked. Like yeah. we're going hard on the play side of things because we've worked so hard. Yeah. Like if you, th- this is why I don't like the idea of like work. Like I don't like the idea of going to a beach and just sitting around doing jack shit. Like I could sit around and do jack shit at home. Like I don't need to be sitting on a beach to do that, right? Oh, I, we're gonna get into some deep stuff here. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> like. Ultimately, like, and this is for me, like, I, I'm not saying nobody else should enjoy that, but like for me, work hard, play harder, right? If I wanted to lay it, like, I don't, I, I don't like the idea of going to vacation and then sleeping until noon. I can sleep till noon at home. Like it doesn't In matter. my own bed. Yeah. It doesn't matter where I'm sleeping. I can do that at like, yeah. It, when you're asleep, who fucking yeah. matters, right? So like I, yeah. I go, when I go on vacation, I play hard, like real hard. Yeah. I do all the things. Yeah. Like and still answers the phone when I call him. Yeah. Like, hey, dude, I'm trying to book this event. As, I gotta get some, what as do you much think? as I can anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I last time I was in New York on my son's trip, my son's school trip, I was kind of surprised the cell service was a little wonky in there. So yeah, you, you'd have cell service in the subway, but you wouldn't have cell service standing next to a hundred story building. Like it's it's, it's kind of funny. But New York should probably fall into the ocean. We should all just be like praying for that yeah. every day. Like just see ya. It's it's a pretty cool place to be. I'll say that. Oh, I, it's a wild. It's wild. It, it's wild. It's, it's wild. Busy. Yeah. Um. But but mm. ultimately, th- there is no such thing as work life balance. So stop trying to chase it. Right. Well, can I say something about that? We, I I don't want to get us completely off topic because we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. But like, this is a personal problem for me. Like, work hard, play hard for me doesn't work. Like it's difficult for me because I will, I will work hard, and then Janine will be like, "Let's go do something," and I'm like, mm, "I got too much work to do," right. and then I won't give myself that break. Right. So like, uh, let's just be transparent. Last week we didn't, we didn't have the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, needed a minute. I was, I thought I was losing my mind. Mm-hmm. I thought I was li- literally last Sunday night, m- or Monday. It was Monday night, Mitch. Uh, I, I text Mitch. I say, Hey Mitch, you've got to take Zach's zoom call tonight. I said, dude, I just, I can't do it. I gotta have, I gotta have a break. I get a bunch of paperwork for insurance for our event that we're about to have. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to go over there to see Mitch. I know he's going to be on the call like right before seven. I'm going to go over there. And I'm going to see him and I'm going to have him look at this. And then I'm going to fill it out. Literally halfway there. I was like, I'm not going over there. Didn't even call him. Nope. Nothing. I was like, I'm not even fuck that. Well, I wasn't even expecting you. No, like I was just going to show up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. going to go. I was like, I'm going to get in my truck. I'm going to call Mitch. I'm going to. He's going to be fine with it. I know he is. He's always fine when I call and say, "Hey, can I stop by real quick?" Right. No big deal. Halfway there, I'm like, man, fuck this. Fuck it. Like literally, I had worked myself to a point where I didn't care anymore, and that's a problem. Right. Like, and so when Mitch says he works hard and plays hard, he sets a time, sets aside time to decompress and and take that time away. That's what work-life balance means. Yeah. Like for me, like I will just keep pushing myself until literally I can't go anymore. And like, that's a problem. Yeah. Like if you're doing that in your business, you should stop. Yeah. 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 Like you can, it's not good for you. It's not good for your family. It's, 
it is not good. I had to shut down for like three days because literally I just couldn't fucking go anymore. Yeah. Like that's a problem. That's not good work-life balance. Right. Like what you're talking about. And you have to have that um, no matter what. Because if you're working... If you're working at 110%, you've got to be taking time off once in a while. Yeah. Or, or you just, you will not make it. Right. You can't fucking do it. It's impossible. For for the guys that are providing for their whole house, right? You're providing for your wife and your wife's a stay-at-home mom, right? It's we, easy to get trapped. Well, we trick ourselves into thinking we got to work, 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 work. And then, like a switch flips in our head that I'm missing out on everything at home. And so we go the other way, and it's this whole extreme thing. We're trying to balance the scale, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I'm not. Sh- the, the scale is never balanced with time. It's balanced with quality. So, like, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Like, if you could, if you could carve out thirty minutes every night to spend amazing quality with your wife, kids, whatever. That's all she needs. Thirty minutes, right? On, on. I'm talking like throughout the work week. I'm not talking. Oh yeah, you, yeah. No, really, all she needs is two minutes. But <laughs> Don't, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. No. I couldn't keep from smiling. I just I, when you said no. thirty minutes, I was like, oh, what? Okay, yeah. Got what, it. I, what I'm saying is like, like after the kids go to bed, if you can carve out thirty minutes with your wife, that's all she needs is thirty minutes of good quality time. Where, you, where the phone's in another room, you're not trying to straddle it. You're not trying to do this whole balance bullshit. 30 minutes of quality time, right? And if you can give her those 30 minutes and give her everything you got in those 30 minutes, she'll be happy. She's good. You'll be happy, right? Same with your kids. If you can give your kids yeah, 30 minutes, and if you got three kids, now we're talking 90 minutes, right? Because we're talking 30 minutes a kid. If you can give your kids 30 minutes yeah, each night, you're golden, right? And so then... Like maybe maybe this all happens over the span of an hour and a half. Let's say you got two kids and a wife. Yeah. So two thirty minutes with each kid, and you're getting them to bed and everything else. Thirty minutes with your wife after the kids go to bed, and then if you got to log back on and get back into work, that's the balance, right? It's not it's not fifty fifty. It's not four hours with the kids and four hours at work. No. It's the it's the quality. Yeah. At work, it's about quantity. At home, it's about quality. So. That's the balance that you're looking for. And some days it ain't going to happen. It's just not going to be there. Other days, your phone doesn't ring, your schedule's light, and now you're a fucking asshole if you aren't choosing to spend that surprise time with your family, right? Yeah. I, I, can, I, can, tell, I, can, I can tell you there's been times where our schedule gets light, our guys are at home, they're taking a surprise day off. I don't have a ton to do. And rather than fake fictitiously work away because that's the habit i'm like fuck it close the laptop boys let's go see a movie right that's that's just yeah. like that's the quality time it, yeah it, it sometimes it catches you off guard it just kind of depends yeah and that's it, it, it's very hard for people that are that's why i kind of gave my story that it's hard for people that are driven to do that yeah you know what i mean because like so um well being driven is kind of a false shield some guys Can't will be. some some guys will lie to themselves and say, "Well, it's because I'm so driven." No, it's not. It's yeah, like yeah, but you do, that's you know what I mean. You do that long enough, and you're basically exposing the fact that you're kind of afraid to hang out with your family under the guise of "I'm driven at work." Yeah, you know what my I mean. My problem is I am driven. Yeah, like yeah, so yeah. so I'll get done and I'll like 
like I'll, I'll go home and be like, you know what? I'm going to work on the car today. I'm going to, I'm going to get this finished up. And I sit down and I'm just, I'm just working and working and working and working and working. And what I should have done was been like, Oh, I got home early today. You know what I should have done? I should have taken Layla shopping today for her new school clothes. Like I'm supposed to be taking her, right? We're going this next Saturday. Right. I, like I, this didn't actually happen, but that is just an example. Like it's hard for me to just stop and say, no, I should be doing this stuff instead. Right. It's almost it's almost a reverse mind fuck of people that won't work because they feel like, oh, I've just got, you know, I'm just I just don't want to work that much. I don't I, I don't I don't want to do this. Right. It's just it's I'm so driven and I'm so worried that I'm going to, you know, let myself down. I got to keep working, got to keep working, got to keep working. I want to be successful. I want to get there. But that doesn't work. Right. You have to like Mitch has a good balance. You have to be able to say, nope, it's not happening today. Right. And then you have to literally, I don't know how to say it. You have to tell yourself, no, it's going to be fine. And you have to be okay with it. Yeah. It sounds insane. Like when in my brain, that sounds insane. Well, but you have to be able to do that. You have to prepare yourself to be in a position to be able to do that. See, a lot of guys <laughs> don't put, put together good processes and good systems. And so they're required daily in their business every minute of every day, right? Um, uh, I was on a, a mentorship call. This wasn't through Tradewinds. This was just through another, another relationship where the guy is trying to grow his business, but the problem is he won't let go of everything. He's a control freak. Yeah, and that's a real problem too. That's probably part of my problem. Right. And, and so truth. because he's a control freak, he won't let go of anything. And so he just, in his mind, he assumes that everybody's going to fuck shit up unless he's involved in it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then you're never going to get a day off. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you just said it yourself. You don't trust anybody to do anything without you there. So how are you ever going to take a day off? Like, yeah. And, and what we got to with him was. You either, you either got to shut her down when you need time off. Right. Or you've got to figure out a way to trust people. It, well, in, in his particular case, so he's, he's in the home services <clears> space. <throat> and so in his particular case, he was worried because all of his employees weren't delivering the quality of product that he wanted. Oh, and we've talked about We talked about, we, we talked about this yeah, on a coaching yeah, yeah. call. I used an yeah, example yeah. on a coaching call. And, and <clears> so basically, let, let, let me get to the root of the problem first, and then I'll tell you how it was manifesting in him. Okay. Ultimately, with that particular guy, Nobody could ever do anything perfect by him because in like his mindset operated from a standpoint of he would see how his guy did it. He would think of another way it could have been done. And immediately that's the way he would have done it. Even though it's not better. Even though it's not better, yeah. it's different. I know and it, so now he yeah. says, you didn't do it like I wanted to. Yeah. Right? I know a couple of complete fucking psychotic dipshits that do that. Yes. Yeah. Stop. So Stop, you crazy bastards. They, they <laughs> drive themselves into a corner doing that, right? Yeah, now, they do. Ultimately, what it comes down to is how does the, like, how does the guy supposed to know how to do it? All, he's dodging every time. Every time he changes his position on what's the right way, simply because he sees a different way to do it. Right? Well, yeah. The so, process is: this is how we do it, and this is going to be how we're going to do it from now on. Right. And then that helps him visualize that that guy did a good job. Right. right? And so, in in this guy's case, basically, we we were in a group session, but in in this case, we kind of paused and I hung up on him for a minute because. Um, he was worried about quality and he was worried about his reputation, right? And in this particular group, 
um, our company having a perfect 5.0 rating on Google and so many reviews, it kind of got pointed to me like, well, Mitch knows a whole lot about delivering quality at some kind of scale. So Mitch, what would you do in this case? And so I stopped him and I said, for one, it doesn't sound like you have any written processes to guide your guys on how things are supposed to go. And he was like, well, no. And I'm like, well, how the hell are they supposed to know what to do? Right. Yeah. And then for two. Yeah. Especially if the next time you think of something different and now they don't know, like they're completely confused. Yeah. And you know what the real problem with that is, too, is it those guys will they'll no longer have confidence in the job or the work that they're doing. They lose respect for their owner. Well, that too, because they can never win him, right? They can never make him happy. Yeah, and and, and so and then and then they start half-assing stuff because they know, well, no matter what I do, it's the guy's not going to like it. So right. Fuck this guy. If he fires me, he fires me. But until then, I'm going to half-ass fucking everything. Right. Right. Yeah. And so so the second thing I told him was, as you're writing those processes, I'm like, you don't have a leg to stand on to bitch about your guy's performance at all until you're bitching about their performance compared to a process that you've laid out for them. Right. Yeah. And then as you're writing that process, you have to write that process based off of the expectation of the customer, not on your perfect expectation, because the world's not perfect. Excellence is something that we achieve on the way to perfection. We never actually make it to perfection. So customers are expecting excellence. They're not expecting perfection. Your definition of perfection is different than mine. It's impossible to achieve. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a. it's impossible for everyone to achieve their um, expectation of perfection. Exactly. Because like you said, it does not exist. Right, right. And it changes so much so like from customer to customer. So I said, you have to write those processes for what your guys are supposed to do based off of what is going to make the customer happy. Not what's perfect. Because the distance between what's going to make the customer happy and perfection is fucking huge. Well, it changes all the time. It Well, it, it changes all the time, but it's also like you can do something 80% to completion and the customer's happy with it, right? As long as the 20% that's not complete or not perfect isn't like a doesn't key affect, instrumental piece. Yeah, it doesn't affect what is actually going on. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it, like, let's break this down for <clears throat> like tradesman terms. I can put the water heater in and it won't leak and I clean up my area, but maybe I had a run on my solder joint. Or maybe maybe I had to use an extra fitting here, or maybe I mismeasured so I have an extra coupling there. The yeah. customer's not going to fucking care. They don't know. They don't even know, right? Yeah, they don't so, know that you didn't install a fucking... Right. So when you're writing that process for what the guy's supposed to do, don't be such yeah. a fucking micromanager where you're like, you'll sweat this 90, and then you'll solder this 90, and then you'll use this fitting. Like, Yeah, they have to be more They have to be more generalities. Yeah, like make install sure, the water heater. Make sure it's leak-free. Make sure your lines are parallel. I don't care how many fucking yeah, fittings you use. I don't want to see any crooked copper. I right. don't, I, I don't want to see... I, I don't want to see... Uh, you know, spatter joints, yep. like solder everywhere, all over. Clean, yeah, clean it the up. freaking basement. So I asked <laughs> this guy, I said, you know, as it got pointed out earlier, I've got a lot of 5.0, you know, I've got a 5.0 rating and a lot of reviews. I said, now that you're like trying to let your team take over, uh, are you still getting Google reviews? And he says, yeah, we're still getting five-star reviews. And I'm like, do you realize how crazy you sound right now? Your team's <laughs> out there doing your work. They're getting five-star reviews, yeah. and you're, like, searching for things to, to be complain mad about. about. You're searching for things to be mad about. Like, use that That's energy. just crazy. Use that energy to grow your company. Yeah. Like, get off their ass. Yeah. 
Like, L- stop being an idiot. Just imagine what they'll do for you when you give them some room. Maybe like, it- let them fuck up. Yeah. Like, let them actually fuck up. You know, if those guys are that good, maybe they need to be trade wins members. Maybe. on their own. Yeah. Like, that's what they need. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, we kind of deviated a little bit from going from good to great, but but ultimately, that's part of that's part of going it, from it, good to great. It's part of it. Yeah. Ultimately, as Relax. an individual, once you cross a certain level, the only person that is responsible for your success from there on forward is you. It, it's nobody else, right? Um, sales, sales is always the easiest one to point that out. You get guys that do really well in sales, and they rise to, rise in the ranks, and they get up there, and then all of a sudden. They start blaming their employer. Well, these leads suck. You're not getting good leads or whatever the case may be. And it's like, no, you're not continuing to sharpen the saw. You're not continuing to improve yourself. Yeah. Like the business's job is to get leads. Okay. Yeah. You they're they're doing that. You right. Gotta you sell. still got to do your you job. You got to sell. Yeah. That's your job. Sell. So um, topic two. What do you got? Stop playing small. So um, this one is actually a kind of a passion of my own. Um, there, like when I started our business, I had this grand, grand plan. I was going to grow our business to a million dollars, and I'm like, after you know five or ten years in business, we're going to have four or five plumbers. We're going to be doing a million dollars a year in revenue. And it's going to be great. Well, we did that in year one. Like our first full year in business, we did seven seventy nine in revenue. Our second full year in business, we did 1.2 million. And so now I still can't get a check. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've been in business for like two years, like our first full year in business. By the end of our first full year in business, we had done a million dollars in revenue since we started in business. By the end of our second full year in business, we did a million dollars in that year, right? So now I'm like, well, fuck. My vision my vision was only to go here. My vision was too small. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, we raced, we got there, like we got exactly where the vision was leading me, but now it's like, now what? I I didn't, I didn't plan to get here so fast. I don't even know what to do. And so we kind of stayed stagnant there for a while. And, and part of that is because my wife and I were, you know, at, at a, a tricky point in our marriage where we were having to work through some stuff and a lot of my focus work-life balance, right? A lot of my focus was balanced back on the, the house to make sure that the marriage wasn't going to go anywhere because one of the commitments I made for myself when I started our company was I want to be a wildly successful business person, but I'll be damned if I'm going to do this alone. Like I'm taking my wife with me, right? So wanted to make sure that was good. But in the back of my mind, I still had this vision that was kind of limited, right? And ultimately it comes down to I'm playing small. Like shame on me for thinking that I'm going to start a business and maybe one day we'll do a million in revenue. Yeah. 18 months in million dollars in revenue. Dude, shit. It's so (laughs) weird that you're bringing this up because like in my personal life, like, like I'm at an impasse like personally right now. And my brother said this exact same fucking thing to me. He says, so like my goal was always to have a nice house, have enough to retire and like do just do like better than my parents did, right? Right. And I always thought, okay, that's gonna take a lifetime to get there. Right. Right. And I'm forty one and I've reached like all these goals that I had. Yep. You know, and now I'm like standing around with my thumb in my ass and I'm like, Well, now what? Right. And I'm comp- it's this is like Dave's 
personal psycho session. <laughs> like I'm so like I'm so at a loss because I don't know where to go. Right. You know, because like you just said, my vision wasn't big enough at the time. Yep. Like I had this vision and I've got there twice as fast as I thought I was going to get there. So what the fuck do I do now? And he, he lit, like, I didn't see it. He literally had to say to me, he was like, look, dude, he was like, do you know where we came from? And I'm like, yeah. Like Mitch knows. Yeah. Like you, you have, you've got way out over your skis and you didn't realize you were going to get there. Yeah. That's why you're so fucked up right now. It's like, you just, you've lost focus because you've just blown past your goal and there were no more goals past that. Right. Well, you know, and so in businesses the same way, where, like where what this, you were just saying. Where this comes from, though, is this is how important your circle of five friends is, right? We've talked about this before. Yeah. You, you are the sum of your five closest friends. That's right. If your five closest friends are millionaires, you're going to be a millionaire. If your five closest friends are drug addicts, you're going to be a drug addict, right? Um, that's, that's how that happens, right? Well, right. all of what we're talking about here is literally a product of that. You grew up in an environment where nobody was successful, or, or not to the level that I knew that they could have been. Right. Right. And, and so the dream just becomes to be more, just to be a little bit more successful than nobody ever thought possible. The dream wasn't to become way up here. The dream was to beat the odds by a little bit. Right. Right. A hundred percent. And so that's how important it is to keep your circle correct around you, to keep the correct yeah. circle of people around you. Right. Um, let me give you a prime example. Um, uh, unrelated, and I'm not bragging on my wife, but I am bragging on my wife. She's lost like 35 pounds in the last few months. She looks good. Right. She's lost a lot of weight, right? It's really hard for me. She, I come in, she grabs my ass. She's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, damn, girl, I don't know what to do with you. Right. And I've and, known her since she was like 19. It's like, she, oh, shit. And she wasn't <laughs> obese, right? No, of course not. But but she had room to lose, and she's done it, right? She's been killing it. Yeah, somebody told shape. me. She's in great shape. Somebody told me, you know, hey, has Danielle lost a lot of weight? And I'm like, yeah. You know, and, and, and they're like, well, is she done? And I'm like, no, I think she, she's still got some room to lose. She's still wanting to, you know, lose a little bit and tone up here and tone up there. And they said, well, don't let her get too skinny. And right there, I shut the guy down. I said, don't say that. Yeah, let her don't do whatever you, she wants. I caught him off guard. I'm like, don't you ever say that. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, she's over here busting her ass to do this. Yeah. And, and here, like, when you say... Don't get too skinny. What you're saying is it's uncomfortable for you to see somebody else see those kinds of results. And you're trying to make yourself okay. Feel better. With somebody else seeing the results of all their hard work. Right? Yeah. And that could be for anything. Same thing happens. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because the same thing happens with entrepreneurs. The same thing happens with business yes, owners. Yes, it does. Don't get too damn, successful. Damn right it does. Don't let all that go to your head. Yeah. Remember where you came from. Fuck. No. I remember where I came from. That's why I'm working so fucking hard. Yeah. Right? You're, you're 100% right. I remember having to get jeans at the thrift store because that was yeah. the best we can afford. And I'll be damned if I ever have to buy jeans from the thrift store. Yeah. Now, if I want to, it's a different story. <laughs> but if I have to, I'll be fucking damned. If that I, happens. It's so stupid. I got money. I still stop shop this stuff. Right. Store. Like I say, it's I will go in there and get t-shirts. I don't, I don't give a shit. It's different if you want to, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but like, yeah. I, I can remember as a kid, and, and my parents were good and thrifty, and I'm not knocking my parents at all. No, your parents have, are doing great. Yeah. I can I remember both today. They're I still can crazy remember as a kid, old, I, was, I was sitting Indian style, which now apparently you can't call it Indian style because uh, that's offensive. First off, 
I am Native American, okay. and it's okay to say Indian Perfect. style. What people don't understand is that when you forget a culture and a past, you're doing them disrespect. Right. It's okay to say Indian style. Yeah. It's okay to say chiefs. It's okay. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I, I was fine. Sitting, we were having a school assembly, and I was sitting Indian style, and my jeans were too small, and they were digging in the backs of my knees because my, late, my knees were bent. Well, and it's also because you were like 75 foot tall. Well, I was pretty we tall kid, kids. right? But... <laughs> I remember going home and I like broke down one day because my, my jeans were hurting my legs and I felt horrible asking my parents to buy me new jeans because I knew they didn't maybe quite have the money. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I came up in a, in a like a lower middle-class home, like middle-class to lower middle-class home. Um, um, it's not like I had a hard life. It's not like you growing up in Argentine. Right. But <laughs> But still, like, we all have those fears around us. Of course we do. Right? And so... Of course we do. That's what drives us to be thing. better. Of course it does. That's exactly what... If you don't what, have that, it, you can't... There's nothing to grasp. There's nothing to move towards. Right. Right. So, um, where where this subject kind of came from is lately... Well, I, I, did you ask for the jeans? Yeah. My, my mom was like, oh, my God, yeah, let, let's go get you, dude. I didn't, okay. know, didn't even know this was a problem, right? Yeah. But the problem was I had humbled myself so much. Yeah, you didn't because, know what to do. Because I was constantly being peppered. My, my parents were saying all the time, we don't have the money for that. 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 It's a problem with me because I tell Layla, I'm like, she's like, let's go get shoes. I'm like, fucking let's go, girl. Right. And we go and I buy her fucking eight pairs of shoes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. whatever. So it's, I'm... I, here. It's a problem. I shouldn't be doing that, but I just, I can't help myself. Well, here's. <laughs> it's it, bad parenting. It's crazy how it's much it breaks you. It's bad fucking parenting. I just ordered a brand new custom pair of Nikes online. For you? For myself. Are you talking about for the event? The, we're going to talk they about. They might be here Friday. We're going to talk about Mitch just for two seconds. Mitch has been going to these fucking events for Apex, and Mitch wears white old man dad New Balance shoes, basically. They're not New Balances, but that's what he wears all the time. And he told me, he was like, dude. I need these, some fancy shoes for the like, event. He's like, dude, these Apex events, he's like, my shoe game's got to step up. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, these guys are wearing Jordans. They're wearing this and wearing that. And we talked about it the other day. So I'm glad yeah. that you finally pulled a little money out yeah. for you to get something nice. So I spent, I'm proud of you. I spent $130 and I got to like Damn. customize <laughs> uh, a set of Air Force Ones. Nice. Okay. Now, Air Force Ones aren't Jordans. I know. Right? I know what Air Force let's, let's, I know I'm, what Air Force I'm Tipping my toes into the Nike game here. I think I'm gonna get I think I'm gonna get some alligator boots. But but here <laughs> I am. I'm telling my son, I'm like, hey, my shoes are gonna be here on Friday, they're coming in the mail. And I'm like, $130 on shoes. I said, I haven't spent $130 on shoes unless they're work boots, because work boots years. don't count. I said, I've never I said total. I've, I've never spent $130 on a pair of shoes. And yeah. so this is kind of a big deal for me. And my son's like you spend $160 on my shoes. And it's the same thing like what you were same saying with thing. Mason. Yeah. Or with, uh, with, with Layla. With Layla. Yeah. You know? I don't care. She's like, let me go get shoes. And you're like, yeah, let's go. Right? Yeah. Same thing. Like, yeah. I don't want my kids yeah. to feel my financial burdens. Right? Right. Because I right. Know, I don't want my kids to be like, I can't even ask my parents for jeans because they're t constantly talking about, I don't have money, I don't have money. Now, that doesn't mean we live out of our means. That doesn't mean we're foolish with our money. No, you guys are pretty, you guys but, are pretty down to earth. But, but your kids listen to you more than you ever know. Yeah. And you have to make sure that the things that you're saying in passing are the right things to say, right? Yeah, so, and it's difficult. That's a tricky God, it's walk, hard, man. Because, man, they listen to everything. Oh, yeah, because right? I will, like, Layla thinks we're rich. 
And yeah. I'm like, baby, we're not, baby, we're not rich. We get, we're we're doing good. We we are not rich. Well, well dad, you bought the you bought. And I'm like, do you still want that pool? Yeah, but you spent all the money on mom's car. Yeah. Like it, she yeah, yeah, says yeah. that, like she, un, you know what I mean. And yep. I've realized lately, she's ten now. That like you're right. She's got. I it. have to, I have to literally think about what I'm going to say to her yep. before I say it. So I've like, adopted even this. In passing, I've adopted this philosophy with our kids where we hold nothing back from them. Absolutely nothing. If Danielle and I are arguing about something, we explain the argument to them. Your if, mom's crazy, son. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. She's no. crazy as hell. If if we're having issues in the business, and the kids are like, "What's going on?" I will tell them exactly what's going on. Now, keep in mind, I don't, I don't operate out of emotion. I don't use, you know, like no, you're, you're a very emotionless person. Right, right. So, like, if one of my guys is out of line in the business and he's behaving in a funny way, I'll tell my kids about it. And I'm not bitching to them. I'm not venting to them. I'm saying, I'm explaining their side and my side and everything else. And this yeah. is kind of you know because this because is your kids real life. To you. Right. And this is what's happening. Yeah. And so I wish I could be more analytical like that. God. It's a it's a blessing and a curse. Um, but but ultimately that's how I think about myself. <laughs> I don't want to be playing small in front of my kids, right? So like we have we're we're trying to get them passports, and we're, we've already applied for them. We're waiting for them to come in. We're hoping they come in um, this year or next year. Like we on our family vacation list for this year and next year, we have Cancun and we have Hawaii. Um, Fucking I, Cabo, man. I was mm. hoping. That we were we'd be we would be able to go to Cancun this year and Hawaii next year. Well, Cancun takes passports, and we might not get passports in time. And so now I'm like, fuck it. Now we're gonna gotta go to Hawaii. Like that's a lot of money. Go to Florida, I'm, man. Go I'm to not. The Keys. Well, I want to do Hawaii because it's just so different out there, right? <laughs> and I never got to go to Hawaii as a kid. And so I'm like, and we've already promised the kids it's happening, and the kids are old enough to enjoy it. And so, um. You know, here I am, like, playing small. Like, well, I hope we can do King Coon this year, and then I hope we can do ne- Hawaii next year. I mean, I've already made the promise, right? Yeah. So so now it's like, fuck it, Hawaii ain't going to be any cheaper next year than this year. No, it's going to be like, more. Yeah. It's so, going to be more money. So, like, maybe, maybe it's actually a blessing in disguise that the passports don't show up, and we scramble a trip to Hawaii by the end of the summer, and... We do it this year. Like it's actually probably going to save me five hundred bucks to a thousand dollars. You better to go book, this year versus next you year. You better book that shit on non-trade wins week. Well, no, I just do it while I'm out there. No, so I guess can't book your no. travel days. No. no, work hard, play hard. We have listen to me. <laughs> we have a whole week at the end of every month where there's nothing. Yeah, that's your week. Yeah, yeah. Last week in August is what the last week in August is what we're shooting for there for the vacation. Go. That'll be that's, perfect. That's the deadline for trying to get the passport. That's in. perfect. So I but, will expect my ticket and Janine's and, and Layla's in the mail. So so getting back to the, the stop playing small thing. Uh, you see, I shed sounds that real like fast. A, it sounds like I'm going to be spending some trade wins and money. Yeah. <laughs> so Mitch doesn't know I have the checkbook at the I, house. <laughs> so for a while, I was playing small in the business, right? And I didn't realize it at the time. I had these grand visions at the time, but I'm, I'm now playing small. And so now it's like, okay, um, what do I do now, right? So I had to kind of step up my vision for the company. And I had this like BHAG goal, this big, hairy ass, audacious goal that I wanted to try to hit. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got and, one of them right now. And, and so now it's like, well, fuck it. Let's do it. Right. Um, I want to have a second location running in our plumbing company and I want it running by the end of the year. And so we're going to make it happen. Like it's going to happen. We're going to have a second location running by the end of the year. And, um, and it's it, it's just it's just the next step, right? It's it's where we're going. Yeah, I don't and know why you don't do it in North KC. 
We might. Dude, Liberty. I know. Just north of Liberty? Well, oh, my God. You fucking kill it up there, man. For me, it may not be Liberty. It would be like uh, West KC because I'm east, right? Liberty would be... So it'd be, be like Olathe. Liberty would be awesome. But but ultimately... That's actually east Kansas. I know. My wife's got family in Columbia. Fuck Columbia. So I want to do it in Columbia. Oh, I thought and then, you said Olathe. No, 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 no. No, our, our second location is going to be in Columbia, You Missouri. don't want to do anything in Columbia. You yeah, don't do. talk to them anyway. North Kansas City. I don't talk to a couple of them. I North talk to a lot Kansas of them. North Kansas City. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm done playing small, right? So, um, as, as we've talked about on the show, I recently got royally fucked over by a digital marketing agency. That was 100% your fault. To the tune of $67,000, right? That was 100% your fault. It, it kind of was. We can get into it if you want, but... So, um, we... They they extorted me for my last month's payment. For one, they did they did screw you out of that. So I, I'll I'll give you that one. For one, they try they they held me to my agreement of uh, I have to give them thirty days notice to terminate their agreement. Yeah. And so the day I told them I wanted to be done, they were like, "Well, you still got to pay for next month because we got that thirty day notice, right?" And let's be honest, if you're in a customer service business, you're a fucking asshole if you do that. Because here's why. Dude, be careful because the Tradewinds guys are that way. <laughs> no, no, I'm just... <laughs> Not that we wouldn't give them a refund. Right, no, no, here's why. All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. <laughs> um, the moment I tell them I'm done, do you think they're doing any more work for me over no, the next 30 days? They're not doing anything. Fuck no. No, right? they're shutting your account down. They're shutting me down. <laughs> yeah. So I'm paying for services that I'm not getting in yeah, the next 30 days. They're literally they're literally shutting your account down. Right. So here's the flip side. Yeah. It's not good. Do you it's think I'm going to say good things about them if they make me pay for another 30 days of services that uh, I know I didn't get? Of course not. Right. So it is fucking <laughs> career suicide if if did like, you hear how mad he is, Austin? No, no. This is this is me done playing small, right? So it's career suicide if you're going to hold your customers to arbitrary agreements like that, yes, right? Yes, it is. It's it, it, it's one hundred percent the wrong way to do business. You put the agreement in place so that you can exceed expectations when they want to terminate. It's literally That's that right. fucking simple, That's right? right? Hey, dude, now, you you got one day passed. You know what? We're gonna give you the rest of the month. Don't pay the next month. And we'll we're done. give you the next the next month, and it's fine. Right. That's that's how you create good customer service without actually having to do anything. Right. Right. So, um, in this case, like we had some media purchases and things like that 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 had gone on. So it would have been totally acceptable for me to tell like <clears throat> that, like our invoice with them was like five items long every month, and one was a pre buy media purchase thing. Right. And that's yeah. the only one that really abounded by the 30-day contract. 
So it would have been totally cool if they would have been like, shut everything off. We do have that one because we have to pre-buy those 30 days in advance. So you got to pay for that one, but everything else don't even pay. Right. Like that's the customer service high road. Right. So anyway, they, they extort me. They don't give me passwords to any of my shit until I pay the last payment. I pay the last payment. I get into my accounts. This is the first time I've seen the inside of my accounts. Shame on me. I should have seen this the whole time. Yeah, you got to be you got to be checking on that shit. Learning opportunity, right? I get into my accounts and I find the president and CEO of a local competing plumbing company listed as an admin level user on my Google Ads account. That's not good. That's not good, that's right? That's not good. Another thing. Like you said, that's on you, man. It well it, part, part of it's, it's the way they structure it. It's first off, it's bullshit that they would do that. Yeah. Second off, You've got to be checking that shit. Well, it's part of it's the way you're they structure it. So, Some, you're spending so much money, and I'm not busting your balls, and I don't mean to. You're spending so much money that you have to be on top of that. You cannot trust someone that you don't know completely and aren't getting results from until after you have literally been through right. the nickel and dime here's, of everything. Here's the thing, though. You don't know what you don't know. It's easy now to say you should go into your account and make sure there's no president and CEOs of competing companies listed as users on your account. But but going into it, whenever you're paying a marketing agency to handle your ads, there is a level of trust that they're going to just do it properly, right? So it's it's one of those things that you don't know that you have to look into that when you're in it. I trust no one. Maybe, I, you know what, like you were saying earlier, that's like a good and bad thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's bad that it hurts me in certain areas that I don't trust someone to do something for me. But it's good. Like, in my case, I would have been on everything. Well, and here's the flip side. Like, and I just, and I try to get into every little nook and cranny because I don't trust fucking right. anything anyone's doing. It's, it's a trust but verify scenario. But here's the thing. You don't know what to verify because you don't know what you don't know. That's true, too. Right? So, right. Yeah, and, that's and, true. And, and at the point, like, I'm paying them for marketing. I shouldn't have to babysit their every fucking move because if I'm, if I'm having to babysit their every fucking move, I should just do it my fucking self, right? Yes. I don't have the time or, or to do have, it myself. Or have another marketing agency do it. Maybe, right? Right, yeah. So uh, the other yeah. thing is I was paying them $2,000 a month for Google LSA ads. And now that I get access to my Google LSA yeah, account, I, realize it's not happening. I found out that never once did they spend $2,000 on Google LSA but every fucking month they charged me $2,000 for Google LSA, right? So, it, it, you know what's fucked up? And I'm going to get us off topic here. Like, you and I have talked about this a little bit before. And, you know, we talked about you suing them and trying to get your money back. And obviously that doesn't work because you have to pay attorneys to then yep. get that money. And it's just you're throwing more money away. But, like, in my world, and this is, this is like a bad character trait for me. Like I would literally be trying to burn that company to the ground. Right. Like, and I don't mean, I don't mean actually setting it on fire, but I would need like my personal goal would literally be in. And let me finish here. My personal goal would literally be to bring that company down on social media and through people. I, I know Yep. that being said, I know that that's not the right way to react. Right. Like that is not what a business, a smart businessman does. Right. A smart businessman cuts bait, moves on, to, you know, learns from the situation and does better next time. Yeah. So me saying that I'm admitting a complete fault on my own, but I would burn those fuckers to the ground. Yeah. Just letting you know. And if you need help in any way of doing that, <laughs> you no. just let me fucking know. So here's what I did. I contemplated suing them, but I got some advice from some pretty wise counsel and they said, 
for the amount like you could only sue them for how much you paid for them because you can't quantify damages to your business, right? I mean, you can sue them for you can't sue them for losses because you, you can't prove them, loss. You could sue them for maybe defamation. Maybe. But, and, and defamation but again, is, you got to quantify that. And, 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 and it's hard to prove. And our business technically grew when we had them on force. Yeah, it's not, very, it did not grow nearly to the level it should have for what very, I was paying them. It's very difficult to do. And, and so they said shallow-minded people are going to focus on suing them because they want to get vengeance, right? Uh, no, that's why you burn their business down. Right. Ab- <laughs> that's what vengeance is for. <laughs> Abundance-minded people are going to look at the amount of time and effort and energy it would take to sue them. They'll apply that time and effort and energy back into their business, and they'll see way more proceeds in the business than what they ever would have seen if they sued them. Right? Yeah, So 100%. That's the road I'm taking, right? Yeah. But, it's a hard road to take, but it's the right road to take. Right. So what I did do was... They extorted me. They wouldn't give me passwords and logins to all my shit until I made the last month's payment. So I make the last month's payment. They give me passwords and logins to all my shit. I see all this stuff. And take photos. I go to the bank and I cancel the last month's payment. Here's where I fucked up. And here's the big lesson for anybody listening to this show. Don't do ACH when you're paying your people. Get an American Express and pay everything you can with the American Express. Because if I go to American Express and I dispute a charge, that money is mine. That American Express will stand behind me no matter what. I'm going to... Let me say, I agree 100% with that. You do not have to have an American Express to do that. You have to have a good relationship with your credit card company. So I am a Cabela's member. Right. And we hold black cards. Right. And that just means that we spend an ass load of money through them, right? right? Right, right, right. But if I ever, if if something ever happens, so I think they were Visa, and now they may be Capital One, um, but like I can call them and say, "Hey, that wasn't me." They don't question anything, right? Right, right. Because I've been with them and have had. We talk about relationships all the time on this show. Yep. Like that's a relationship you want to have. Yeah. So if you go. It, it, if as a business owner you're starting out and you decide I'm going to use a Capital One or I'm going to use an American Express or I'm going to use whatever, stick with it. Yep. Grow that credit limit to grow where the relationship. Grow the relationship. Do not be late on your payments. Okay. And then when you have an issue, call them and they will stand behind you every time. Yep. I have literally never had them question me whatsoever. Right. Ever. Yeah. And and, and we've been with them like 20 years now. Um, but like, like, just like you were saying with American Express, you call them and say, Hey, that isn't me. They say, yes, sir. No, Mr. Smedley. It's not even that isn't me. It's services not rendered. Same thing. They, okay, Mr. Smedley, I will, we will refund that money and we will, we'll go to battle for you. Yeah. That, that's what they do. And that's, we're getting off topic here, but like, that's why I never had a lot of accounts as a business owner. I always used my credit card. Right. Because it was an itemized statement every month. I got benefits for using that credit card. Yep. And it was very easy for me to dispute or if I had an issue, I could call one person. Right. And that's why I always did that. Yeah. So in this case, continue, sir. We were doing ACH, right? Um, and this was like, again, you don't know what you don't know. And so we were just, it was easier to pay them ACH. And it, it, early on when we started paying them ACH, I thought they were great. I'm like, oh, I'll do you a favor. I don't want you to be dinged with credit card fees. I'm paying you ACH, you know, all this shit, right? So then shit goes south fast. Um, yeah. I go, to, I go to dispute the last payment, and your recourse level as the business owner 
when you're paying things ACH is very little. It's basically, did you authorize this to come out of your account or did you not? You cannot, yeah, no gray ground. you cannot dispute things as services not rendered. You can't say, I paid them $6,800 and they did not deliver. It's, did you authorize the bank to do this or was there a bank error? Is literally all it is when ACH, right? Well, we tried. We processed it. Two weeks later, bank comes back, send us a letter. Sorry, can't refund it, is what it is, right? And I'm like, fuck, okay? Um, today, I get a phone call from that marketing agency. And they say, hey, we got a letter saying uh, something about a return check for your last payment. We need to get this resolved ASAP. You kiss my ass, bitch. Well, <laughs> for a moment, I had a glimmer of hope that maybe... Maybe my bank did return the check, right? The the electronic yeah. funds. And so I called my bank. Like, we looked up online. We didn't see the funds back in our account. And so we called the bank, and we're like, hey, like, just verifying this, like, this didn't go through, right, or did it? Because the, 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 yeah, the calling. vendor's calling saying it, they got a letter. And the, the bank says, no, you're right, it didn't go through. But anytime we attempt to return payment like that, we do send a check or hold send a letter it. to the vendor yeah, holding that and check. let them know that it was an attempted returned check. So in, in AC, like the way my bank does ACH is it it's, it's ACH, but the bank still does it through like the bank mailing a check or something like that. Yeah. And so my so vendor, time, so time goes by the, the marketing sure. agency got a letter saying we tried to return the check. And so I called them up. I didn't want to e They emailed and all this shit and I'm not going to put all this in email. So I called the dude up and I'm like, hey, I understand you guys got a letter. And he says, yeah, what's all that about? And I said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. You're fucking crooks, bitch. I said, <laughs> I mean, I tried to stop payment on the last check. Unfortunately, it didn't go through. Lucky for you guys, it didn't go through. I said, after I got access to my account, I found the president and CEO of XX company that's local here in Kansas City listed as an admin level user on my Google Ads account. And you and I both know that's shady as fuck. Yeah. And he's like. Okay. I'd have been like, and, and I took pictures of it. Yeah. And good luck. And and then I'm not sure what I'm gonna do yet, but yeah. And and then on top of all that, I had uh you know, I in our contract, I'm paying you two thousand dollars a month for LSA. Well, now that I get access to my accounts, never once in seven months did we spend two thousand dollars in LSA. Not one month. So every single month I was shorted, some months I was shorted over a thousand dollars. Yeah. So uh, but yet, every time I wanted to do anything extra in marketing, you were telling me that the budget's already used up. You you weren't you never told me. Yeah, that we hey we have this stack of extra cash. Yeah, right. You were just keeping it. You, you were just ass. keeping it. Right. That's literally theft. You were literally stealing from me. Yeah, I said we and, beat his ass. And so I said that's why I disputed the final payment. Now, lucky for you guys, it didn't go through. But I've got screenshots of everything. I've got screenshots of you guys emailing me the Google LSA permission. And literally, I've got like a screen recordings of me clicking on your email and clicking on the link you gave me to get into the LSA and going straight to admin level users and finding the competitor and CEO of a local company and then finding that you guys never spent $2,000 yeah. on my behalf. So I've got everything it takes to sue your ass in court. What do you think and, we should do, bud? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like, that's why I returned the check. So... And, and he's used to pee on. He's not the, the company yeah. owner. And so I'm like, 
you know, take this information and do with it what you will. However, uh, I've got I've got all the proof. Yeah. So, um, and I said, and here's the bullshit part about it. During the last final days, when we were already done and you guys were helping transfer the account ownership to me through Google, I even mentioned on one of the Zoom calls, I'm like, who is this person listed on my account? I already knew who they were. Yeah. I already had the screenshots. You guys didn't say anything. You dodged the question. And within two hours, you changed their name. And I've got screenshots of that, too. Yeah. I'm like, you, you were covering your tracks. I think that... I, I, I think that if you did sue them, you probably could win. Oh, I, I totally win. The problem is, like, what am I going to... I Really, all I could sue them for is the $68,000 that I paid them. I can't really sue them for losses because the you business sue, technically grew. I will say this. You can sue them for 68000 plus attorney's fees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. So you could get sixty eight grand. Totally could. Totally could. I say you do it and write Dave a check. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I'm just saying. I'm but, still waiting for my field pulse money. But ultimately, what I mean is... We all the time in business, we play small. We play small for fear what others might think. We play small from the standpoint of, we, well, we fear maybe they, what might happen a we, lot of the time. We fear what might happen. We fear what others might think. You know, don't get too successful. Don't let her lose too much weight, right? Like, yeah. we're worried about what others might think. Fuck everybody. Fuck else. them, right? Yeah. The benefits about being an entrepreneur is I get to choose which of the 80 hours a week I work. Yeah. Nobody else is working 80 hours a week. No. So why do I care what their opinions are? Yeah, you right? shouldn't. I, you know, we talk about this a lot. Like, I literally, like, until I was 22, didn't understand that. But then, like, from 22 on, realized that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Right. It's it's a false advertisement that we put in our own brain, right? That we care what anyone else thinks. Yeah, I give Shit. no fucks, man. Austin Zero. and I were talking about this before the show. Boom. You know what's what's your you pull into Quick Trip and a guy pulls in in a brand new Ferrari. What's your immediate reaction? Man, I wish I had a Ferrari. Right. That's what, my immediate reaction. Man, I wish I had one of those. What's most people's reaction? Dick. Most trust, nice. trust fund. Yeah. My yeah. reaction is. Damn, I want one. Right. Like, that's that's my reaction. Right. Damn, I want one. And, and we, we at our level, we, we joke around, right? We're, we're not at the Ferrari level, but we joke around with that, right? Um, that's my B-head goal. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but we'll, we'll still joke around it. Like, if, if literally, if you pulled up in a Ferrari, you know I'm elbowing you in the ribs going, yeah. must be nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, but it's yeah. because we know the joke, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's not because I'm literally saying that. Yeah. Whereas most people... They play small because they like if if I showed up with a Ferrari around my friends, my friends are immediately going to think I'm fucking people over. My friends are immediately going to think I've done something shady to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. First thing I would do is be like, dude, can I uh, give me the key? I'm not even asking. I'm saying, give me the key and I'm taking it out. Right. Like, dude, let's fucking go. The the (laughs) average person is trying to figure out a way to do 40 hours worth of work a week. Uh. 40 hours worth of pay and 20 hours a week. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. trying to figure out how to do as little as possible and hope they can get by. Yeah. The entrepreneur is working 80 hours a week and wondering if they're not working hard enough. You preach. know what I mean? Preach, so man. Fucking preach. Like, that's why the people that are busting their ass every day have nice shit, right? Yeah. That's, that's their retreat. That's their reward. Dude, I get it all the time. At the house, I'm like, you know. Yeah. Like... You know, I'll have people that are, you know, come over or whatever. And, 
you know, we'll invite them for, you know, stuff for Layla. And they're like, man, must be nice to have a real, and, and I don't say anything. You know, I, I don't, I don't ever say anything, but it's like the whole time I'm thinking, you know, you could have this. Yeah, totally. You could have this house. Yeah. Like you don't, people don't understand the amount of work that I had to do to get it. Right. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. Like we talk, I know like, exactly. Like literally, you know, and the whole time I'm thinking, you know, you could have this. Right. You don't, there's nothing stopping you. The only thing stopping you is the amount of work that you're willing to do. Yeah. Like, and, and the questions you need to ask to get there. Right. Like, you and know, the, and we say all the, and I've said this a million times on the show, like, um, you know, people get jealous and people get envious of their friends and, you know, different things and whatever. And like my friends that I know are working hard and moving forward. Like I root for them harder than anyone. Right. Like I, like I hope Mitch sells his plumbing company for 5 million and he's like, Hey dude, I sold it. I'm going to take you to Breckenridge and we're going to go skiing for a week. And I'm like, I'd be so, I'd be like, fuck yeah, yeah dude. Nice. Right, 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 right. You know, but everyone else is like, Oh, well, must be nice. Yeah. Got lucky someone wanted to buy it. Yep. You know, just like, no. No. Dude, the, 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 the some bitch has been working for, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, come on, man. It's right. all up to you. Right. It's all up to what you want to do. This show's going to run long. We don't really plan on this shit. We're at 112. We're at 112. We still have a whole other topic to cover. I say we split it into two shows. We'll just do a part one and part two. That's fine. Cool. We don't have to do. We don't have to do two shows. We'll just save that topic for next week. Or we can do that. That's not, yeah. No biggie. All Wrap right. it up. We'll, we can do that. We'll we can save do that. that topic for next week. All right. So we are long. We, we oh, were shit, trying one twelve. I know. Yeah. We were trying Wrap to get to lead by example. Um, <laughs> we'll do that on the next show. So we'll no start the next show with leading by example. So yeah. No um, It actually has a lot of ties from going from good to great. So um, uh, again, we try to keep these shows to an hour. Sorry, we ran a little long, guys. Uh, like I say, we took a week off last week, so we had a lot to talk about. So yeah, um, my bad. <laughs> uh, we dropped some badass stuff on this show. I know it. You guys know it. You guys are nodding along in your trucks as you're reading this, or while your earbuds are in on the job. Um, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, do us a favor and give us a five star review. Uh, I feel we've earned it. Also, send this show to somebody who you think might want to hear it. We all have somebody in our minds right now that's going, oh, my God, this guy would love to hear this, or this girl would love to hear this, or my wife needs to hear this shit. Send it to him. Literally, like, literally back out of your app and hit the share button and send them this episode. Help us um, out, man. That, that not only helps us out, it helps your friends out, right? We're doing this no matter what. Like, Dave and I are here no matter what. However, uh, the goal of this show is to have as big of an impact on as many people as possible, and that happens through our listeners. So if you know of somebody that wants to hear this show, literally share this show with them. Open up your messenger and send it to them right now. So um, until next time, guys, we will see you later, and we're going to start the next, next episode off with Leading by Example. Love you guys. Talk to you later.